It shows you that money does not come quickly. Things will come to you if you're doing things correctly. Happy to have on the show today Mark Wilson. He's the CEO of ILI Group. They create true wealth through land investment. The answer to that is energy storage. I'm happy to have on the show today Mark Wilson. After a 19-year journey, ILI Group just became the number one in the UK for energy storage. For about nine years, we were probably living week to week to find the wages. And it was hanging on by your fingernails for a very long time. But knowing that you had to keep going, you just had to keep going. I mean, the, the place we're in now is, is, is just, the company's worth between four and 600 million. I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge leap that we've made and it's a hockey stick in the last, in the last few years. But there was, I, I can remember going to meetings and waiting for the other person to go into the coffee shop. And this is not a lie because I, I couldn't, it was in case I couldn't pay the bill, which was for a bloody coffee and maybe a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was that bad. And I'm sure many people would say a similar journey. It's just cash, cash flow in a business is one of the most difficult things to try and maintain especially when there's always things out there that you don't have control over certain markets certain just when when the economy and you can't make excuses you've just got to adapt you've just got to as darman says you've just got to adapt you've got to look at how you can keep moving forward and, and that to me is i mean i've had the same people working for me for minimum 12 years most of them 15 years and they are as passionate about what we're doing as, as as me. And that, I think, is a very much a key to, to business is finding something you, that you enjoy or love and then become really, really bloody good at it. And if you do something, people say 10 years solid, you'll get good at it. We've been doing it for 19. So my guys, my team is... I call them the A team or like a, we're only a very small team and we don't want to grow. We don't want to be hundreds or thousands of people. I would compare them to like a special forces SAS team. They just jump in, do the mission and jump back out again. That's how good they are. And each one's got their own key skill. You have to love what you do when you go through the days where you can't buy the coffee and still push forward. And now today, to be at a 600 million valuation, it just goes to show the big swings of entrepreneurship and what you have to go through. It, it shows you that money does not come quickly. Money is earned. I found that, and I thought in my 20s when I started, I, I read a lot and I would highly recommend that to people. I read Napoleon Hill's books. I read Tony Robbins' books. I read all the books out there that people would recommend to me that I could take information from and grow as a human being. And to me, that's been fundamental as, as well as the people that I have, I have surrounding me. I, I see it as it's a balance of life is, and it's not for everyone because there's some people out there that just make it really quickly. It's taken us a long time and there's other companies that can just do it in th three or five years and, absolute respect to them they, they they maybe just have their model really well put together 
and they've got people there that have learned those lessons so they can jump very quickly. And I can see how that can be achieved. For us, it was very much a learning curve throughout the whole journey. But none of it for a second I would look back on and regret. So what I'm trying to say is I don't think for me, and I can only speak for myself personally, is that if I didn't go through all that pain, I wouldn't be where I am today. I think I'm getting exactly as much as what I, what I deserve is what I, the pain I took. If that, if, and that's being brutally honest. In addition to selecting the really strong team, how did you select the board? Because advisors are extremely important from a strategy perspective. I, very, very, I believe you shouldn't say luck because it's, it's more, some people say, I, I do believe in luck to a point, but I was introduced to a gentleman, Michael Kelly, who was the former Lord Provost of Glasgow, very influential politician and still a, a very well-known gentleman in, in, in the UK and, and overseas. And I was introduced to him, introduced to him through one of my architects about 18 years ago. And because he came on as a sort of mentor to me, we, relationships are so important and being a good, being real and honest. And, and if you can, if you're a, if you're a sneak thief or you're a, if you, you're not honest, people will spot that a mile away and you'll not grow relationships. He, he bonded with me and I bonded with him as a, him as a mentor. And because of that one person, I could then go to another person and say, Michael's my chairman. Would you consider coming on to my board? And they would look at me as what I'm doing, but I'm still a young man at that point. But I've got drive, I've got enthusiasm. But somebody like Michael, who's got a very strong reputation, who's now 82, they would say, well, if, Michael, if Michael's happy to back him, I'll back him too. So it's, it's, it's getting yourself out there. It's, it's being yourself, being honest, being a good person, networking, but networking honestly. And I think it's, it's all about being genuine. And I think then there's an element of cause, laws of attraction and things like that. I do believe in, in manifestation as well, is things will come to you if you're doing things correctly. If you're if you're not, I would say I've seen I've seen so many very successful people on my journey, and I don't agree with the way they do things, and some of them that that had, that, that had a lot have nothing. I've yeah, if you don't care, take care of the people who get you there and the people along the way, at, at the end of the day, it's not a fulfilling life either. It's it's to me when as soon as I I was fortunate enough to get some good money in i was able to share it with all my friends and family and make them all feel secure and safe and that is a wonderful feeling it's a funny thing but once you, you i've always been since i was a teenager i've always been climbing the mountains to it's always get to be a to be a multi-millionaire to have all that money but then it's but then you actually get to a certain point with it it's like well if you've got enough that you don't have to worry about anything, you can go on nice holidays. I'm not really that materialistic, so I'm not oh, wanting a big fancy car or anything like that. But obviously, we have nice things. But 
there's only so much, and then you're saying, well, you, there's all the rest of this. I mean, you 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 do really don't need it, but that shouldn't stop somebody young saying, right, I don't want to I don't want to aim for the stars. Aim for the stars. It's that's the joy of life in my book. On to me, it's the journey. It's once I mean, and I'm not there yet because I've got plans to do a completely different thing after we've completed this mission. But it'll be not for profit, and 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 I'll I'll be doing that for the next ten years or so. But I, I love the journey. I love I love solving problems. I love the obstacles that come in front of you. And saying, right, how do we get around this or under it or through it or, or just do we have to smash past it? There's always a way. There's like, there's always, it's, there's always a way to get through it. Maybe you just have to sit back and just take a step back and look at it or get somebody else to look at it from a different angle and put a different view on it. But you can, to me, if you can always take a step forward at least every day, from, if you're going from A to B, always try and move one step forward. You're gonna get there. It's 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 just it's just logical. It just you will, and never and it, give up, and never and never lose faith in yourself because there's so many times you'll be lying there and you'll be sitting feeling sorry for yourself, and maybe grabbing a drink or whatever and, and mulling it and looking into the glass and thinking, I can't go on. It's, you just give yourself a good kick up the arse and say, right, tomorrow morning we get back in it and we push forward. And it's life's mental, but at the same time, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very important to enjoy the journey because it doesn't happen overnight. And not losing your way along the path, staying true to who you are, staying true to the mission, and and really executing so mark how did we land in energy storage initially from investing in land well we as i say we started off looking at land for residential homes i started my initial journey in in business just buying houses buying flats and then i seen the, why where the bigger opportunity lay was to buy big areas of land and then look to convert that into housing so I started there, and then in 2008, there was a global crash in the housing market. So it was not through choice that I had to move through into a different sector. It was through necessity. We were one of the lucky ones because we didn't have any bank debt. We worked with, at one point, thousands of different investors, but at the moment, we only have a couple of hundred. And because we... We weren't held with banks. We were able to protect the sites that we had in the residential and move into another sector until that market recovered. So we moved into, we, we're located in Scotland, just outside Glasgow, as we focused on onshore wind. And we used a similar business model that we had for residential, which was essentially find a site, get the planning, for wind, it would be get the grid connection as well and get get the planning permission. And then once you package that project up, we would then sell that into the market and that would be how we would make our money as a, as a company. And that's really where the company cut its teeth. On that journey from 2009 to 2016, we signed up over 600 landowners. We got 160 sites into planning and we get 96 consents. 
and each one same same thing it was doing the same thing not everyone was different but it was a repeat it was packaging them up getting the planning getting the grid getting all the necessary planning consents making it a product that could then be passed to an experienced fund or a developer and they would be able to build it out and then own and operate it. 2015, the UK government announced that they were going to close all the coal plants down by 2022 and the Paris Agreement was also announced in 2015 that globally we would all hit net zero by 2050. So that to me was just, that was a moment. That was where I could see, right, we're going to get all the coal off the system. We're eventually going to wean ourselves off gas. But wind and solar are intermittent. Intermittent means you can't control it. When it's not windy, it's not windy. When it's not sunny, it's not sunny. So what do you do to fill those gaps to keep the lights on in people's houses? And the answer to that is energy storage. So I, back in 2015, we were still on the journey with the wind turbines, looked at all the different technologies for energy storage. And the one that we decided to go with was pump storage hydro. Pump storage hydro is done globally. 90% of all energy storage is pump storage hydro, which is essentially you've got a reservoir at the bottom, you've got a reservoir at the top of the hill, You've got a tunnel underneath with big turbines. When there's excess energy on the grid, too much wind, you'll basically pump the water up to the top of the mountain and it'll stay in a big reservoir. And then when there's no wind or no sun, you basically hit a button. The water goes down the tunnels through gravity, through the turbines, creates electricity, and it goes onto the system. Our most advanced project, which we're hoping to start construction next year, is called Red John, and that's using Loch Ness as the, to give you an idea of the scale, that's using Loch Ness as the bottom reservoir. So that project, that's going to cost around 600 million sterling to build and take about five years. It's a major infrastructure project, and we're doing three of those in Scotland. Globally, there's lots of that happening. Lots happening in the US, lots happening in Europe, China, all, all over the globe. We firmly believe that renewables like wind, solar, tidal and others all play a part alongside energy storage will get the grid system to net zero. That's meaning that every time you plug into to play, go on your computer or anything, TV or anything like that, you'll be using 100% renewable energy and that will happen. This is quite an amazing path. And almost your background in being able to create wealth through land and acquire land that just kind of parlayed really nicely into creating these renewable systems. What, what was really interesting about the journey for us was, I mean, I would say from two, well, obviously from 2004, 2008, we didn't have any money. Uh, and then the, there was a huge crash in the market. So it was basically right. What do we do? So we, we had to, it was, it was time to, you just, it's, it's, you have to survive. So we looked at other sectors. The whole, the, we were going into a recession. We were in a recession. But there was there was a big push drive for renewables at that time. So being in Scotland, it was obvious to go for wind. If it was down in the south of England or in Europe, 
I would have gone with solar because it would have made some more sense. Where we have been very lucky is we've been able to surround ourselves with some really good people. Uh, I'm 49 now. Most of the guys that are in my bo- on my board are in their 70s or 80s. They have, they've been there, they've got the t-shirt and they've got the they've got the knowledge and experience in in the sectors that we're working in so that's been absolutely instrumental for us and and also the investors on that journey it's it's when you talk about well what's the the, the we could see where possible failures could happen well on that journey with the wind still didn't have very much money and when we would sell a site if a fund or a, a developer, some, not all, realised that you maybe were in financial difficulty, then a lot of times people would try and take advantage of that. And that, that's, a, that's just, unfortunately, the world we live in. So there were times where right at the end where we would be about to do a deal, somebody would try and chip the price by 30% or whatever, and you would just have to tell them to to, to get lost. And then you would have to go through that because because if you did it once, you you, you knew your your name. It would be, people would others would try and do it to you as well. So you'd have to go through that whole sales process again, which would take maybe another three months. And that would mean phoning up all your creditors, saying, "Guys, this is the situation. I couldn't close the deal. As soon as this next deal closes, your money's coming." So, Mark, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with your company or yourself, how could they do so? As I say, happy to help with any advice, things like that. I mean, we, 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 we're very lucky. We don't, we don't need anything. I'm now all about if I can help someone, and and I've always tried to be like that from day one. And I think again, that's why we've been successful. But I mean, my email is energy.com, and if anyone wants to email me and, and ask me a question, I will, I will respond to them. I mean, I have, I'm, I'm blessed. I have a beautiful wife, and I have two beautiful children, and and lots of nephews and nieces. And I tell them three things: always try and be a good person, because it's easy to not be, and no one's perfect. To think they are is just that's a joke. But you can always try and be a good person, and always do your best. Don't you don't need to be the best? Just do your best, and if you can do your best. Then that's good enough. You feel you can feel very proud of yourself and everyone else around you. And the third one is, if you see someone and they need help, you help them. And that, to me, is it's it, people can say there's no such thing as a selfless deed, but and, and they may be right because every time you help someone, you're going to get it back a hundredfold. But those three fundamental things I've held in my life. I think have got me to where I am today, very much so. Yeah, those are three good things. Well, thank you, Mark, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, with Cosmic Web Design and Development, and we'll see you next time. Mm